everybody, and welcome to a funny little episode of the Revolution Wellness Podcast. I think we're numbering this 199.5, uh, <laughs> because uh, this one we wanted to squeeze in with you. This is a live one. It was just done, um, just done actually a couple hours ago, and we're turning it into a podcast for you because this will set you up for what's coming in Monday's podcast, number 200. But this one, I'm continuing the conversation. By the way, my name's Elisa Keaton. <laughs> I guess the host of this crazy little thing we're doing here. Thanks for being here. Um, we are going to be talking today continually. I, I'm doing hard things with you again today. But I promise you, if you listen all the way through, um, this is going to be a game changer for you. I'm always asking and seeking and using my own body, my own life, my own wellness as a... <laughs> an experiment it's like god what are you trying to teach because it's 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 fresh it's new and what he's doing and this word of us learning how to be still is really important i hope you have done some be still and be loved podcasts if not check those out but even more than those this place of silence it's weird right isn't it weird but it's so necessary and needed all of you thought, what happened? Wait, did it, wait, something happened with my pod? Something happened with my phone? You're good. This is good. We want to get back into this place of silence. I'm going to talk to you today about, I'm going to give you some practicals. Um, I'm actually going to give you some brain research. You guys, there's so much going on out there. People talking about gut health and how our, our guts are our second brain. Well, let's start with the first brain because if we get our first brain healthy, then our guts have a chance to be healthy and we can live healthy, whole and free lives that represent the kingdom in a way that's true and real and authentic. Not perfect, but definitely pursuing the one who is beauty and perfection. It's contagious when we do this. So listen today, get out a piece of paper, a notepad, take some notes and practice this. You know this podcast means you're going to have to get active with us and do some of these things. I promise you there's this today. You have time for this. You just have to make the time. Five minutes. You can do this. And I can't wait to hear how this shifts you and actually makes your Revving the Word podcast better and all the things that you're doing better. I know that God's going to be gracious to hear, to us in this way. So thank you for listening. Also, the Revelation Wellness or the Wellness Revelation book is coming out. You'll hear me reference it a few times. Uh, we're getting the groundwork laid. The podcast right now, these this podcast and um, those that we, we pop in through the summer are getting you ready for when we release that book. So please um, don't miss. Uh, you can order it now on the website, revelationwellness.org slash book. Uh, Amazon has it, the Wellness Revelation. And you save a lot if you buy it right now. All right. Well, don't miss. Enjoy today. Be ready to not like me. And I hope you'll always love me. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time. Peace. I, I, I have a trainer's heart, um, which means we can always grow. We can always have room for hope. There, It's never the end. When we think it's the end, it's never the end. In my innermost place. Now, my body is coming to an end. I have reached my physical peak of strength. I probably had that somewhere around in my 20s. Um, if I was as committed and wanted to spend that much time in the gym and maybe not with my family or not have a, 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 a mission or a purpose, then I could still have that strength. But my body is beginning to diminish. But inside of me, there's always more capacity. Can I get an amen?
There's always more capacity. There's always more. But here's the problem I'm going to talk about today. We have this striving in our brain where we think, I can do more. I can be more. Yes, there is capacity and room for more, but I promise you this, how you're going about it, most likely, and I'm going to vouch for all 700 of my Revelation Wellness instructors. I mean, I'm sure some of them have already onto this, but for a majority, it's not found in working harder. It's not found in getting more classes or finding more people or creating a new platform. And the culture we're set up in is continually giving us that way to just do this now. Okay, well, now try this. Well, have you done this? Well, maybe you should do this. Maybe if you do this Bible study or read this book or do this and do that. And I am here today to bring that to a screeching halt and tear it all down. Uh, We read in the gospel how people build barns and then they just tear them down again because you need a bigger barn. Well, we're going to tear this down today, not because we need a bigger barn, but because we've built a barn. (laughs) We've built like this thing that we go, okay, I'll just keep storing up things and we got to come and wreck it down. So I'm here as setting a precedent of this book. This is The Wellness Revelation. It is out on August 8th. You can pre-order it now. So everything I'm talking about today comes from the heart of this. I promise you, it comes from this. You think this is a fitness book or a wellness program or you're going to lose some weight. You're going to lose some weight. But as the book is titled, this is an eight-week journey into losing what weighs you down. What weighs you down so you can love. Love God, love yourself with a kind and healthy love and love others. Because that is really what this is about. God is love. And he's going to use all things, all things, fitness, art, business, parenting, mother, uh, marriage, all of it. He uses all of it to get us completely enraptured in his love. Believing he's so good, like knowing more, living beyond our circumstances. And that's how we find contentment is I don't get caught up in what I don't have or what I think I need. And that's small living. This book was going to help you bring your body into the conversation because I promise you it has everything to do. It, it's, we've kind of siloed it in, in, I think, in our, in our faith culture. We've either siloed it, like well, we'll get to that, or we've picked it up and kind of pretended with it and like made it look pretty on the surface, but we haven't dealt with what's really going on. We carry sadness in our body. We carry unforgiveness in our body um you can see it in the industry now there's a big push of gut health come on now gut health go listen to my podcast on gut health it's a two-part series gut health and how our guts are our second brain so whatever thoughts we have had we begin to store them in our guts and if our guts are unhealthy the rest of us will be unhealthy we wonder why we have autoimmune disorders chronic inflammation we have all this disease that goes way beyond just um i need to move my body well there's i need to move my body because there's stuff that's stuck in me and when you enter into this ministry with us that's what we do we will give you all types of ways to move your body to move out the things that are kind of clogged and stuck in there so this book go get it um get it pre-ordered now save yourself like seven bucks or something it's like nine something uh i don't know someone can put it someone can put the link it's revelationwellness.org book it's also on amazon you can pre-order 
August 8th, it comes out. And so I'm beginning this conversation with you, but what I have to share with you today, I actually think it's so timely that I'm gonna give you some groundwork to work on just to, it's so simple too. It's so simple. Start working on this now so that when the book gets into your hand and as a movement we start going and start training, you have a foundation that is so solid that you won't feel like, you ever feel like you just quit one infomercial program and you start another one and then you start another one? Like, I don't want you to do that. I'd rather you, let's stop, stop the insanity now. Start setting up this type of what I'm going to teach you today. It's so simple, I promise you. And you're going to have the hardest time. But I'm going to give you reason and science behind why you need to, why I needed to do this, why you need to do this. I feel very passionate about it. And then that way, when we get this more information that will come or the more teaching that is in the book on August 8th, you'll be ready. And even, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Mark your calendars. July 17th, we open up our seven-day detox uh, that will begin so you can sign up on July 17th. But on August 1st, we're going to seven-day detox together. A lot of what I'm going to be talking anytime I'm on Facebook for the next six, seven weeks, I'm going to get you pumped and primed and ready for this detoxification. And then if you'd like to move into the book, great. But any either time you listen to my voice, I promise I'm, I'm, I'm clearing the groundwork right now. We're going to go back to the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> I want to go back to the beginning place because that's really where God has brought me. So last time I did a, a Facebook Live with you guys, with last Wednesday or something, um, you I gave you an assignment. Okay, I came back. I told you about three months ago, I hit the wall. I hit the wall of walls and I was ready to roll it all up. <laughs> and I have been in ministry for 10 years, seven years uh, as a nonprofit here at Revelation Wellness. And I, I love God. I love him. Love him. He has my heart. I, I, I'm, I'm in all the way. There are a lot of things that I brought into my um, love for God. And we all do this. We all. I don't care who you are. You're doing it. We're all doing it. We don't know as we look at all the planks in, or the specks in people's eyes. We have so many in our own. But God loves and he, he doesn't, I said, he won't leave us as we are. And anytime you lose contentment, satisfaction, joy, Anytime you do not think the thoughts of good, noble, true, praiseworthy, which that's what Paul tells us in Philippians, think on these things, think on these things. When you think like this, you are thinking as a son or a daughter of who you were created by and for. Like we have a father, this is your DNA, this is your spiritual DNA. Whenever you cannot think these ways, be aware, just be alert to that, Be have awareness of that. And then bring it and begin the restoration process. That's why we trade. We trade a spirit of shame for oil of gladness. We trade. We always, all day long. That's the relationship we have with God. I can give him my thoughts. I can give him my my lower thinking. And he'll exchange it for a higher thought. That's This is why we don't need more weapons. We don't need more guns. We don't need more uh, weight loss programs. We don't. We just need to know where to go to find our true self because we've lost it. So three months ago, I hit that wall. I came back on last week. I did my first uh, Facebook Live that I had in six weeks or so. I did one um, or sent six weeks. And I gave you all time. I really told you this is what I have been doing for six weeks. 
I went on a forced sabbatical, meaning everyone took everything away from me. My email has been removed. So by the way, if you've been emailing me, I'm not getting any. Um, everything, my team was so good to be like, she, she needs rest. She needs rest. This girl needs rest. Like, like put her on in the intensive care unit, put her on a feeding tube. <laughs> she can't, She's so tired. She needs rest. And so I began to do that. And all I did was sit on a couch. I heard the Lord tell me, no more reading scripture. You know scripture. You got, now listen to me. Some of you need to read more scripture. But some of you do it. If you go to your quiet time or your study time needing something for God or like feeling like you got to get something in order to give, then you, you, you're missing this thing in your life. And I want to tell you what that is. And that's what I started last week. It's this ability to be still. Just to be still. I know that I know that we are losing this like oxygen being pulled from a plane going down we're living continually in a constant hum and buzz of busy of things of information we're filled all the time so go back and watch that facebook or just listen to one of the most recent podcasts i think it's the podcast is challenged i it's titled i challenge you to this go listen to that because i challenge you to this it's very simple but I asked, when's the last time you just stood and was bored? That you were bored? (laughs) That you stood in line and waited without grabbing your phone? That you stood and just thought about what you're thinking about? Or just had a wonder thought? I wonder, I wonder how I have outside of my door window right now, like this big lightning or light uh, pole and it has all these transformers on it. I, I wonder how those work. I have no idea. I never think about them. I never look at them or pay attention. To me, I just go eyesore looking away <laughs> instead of, huh, like to really, and it's, a, it's an elementary thing, but kids wonder, amen? Kids don't have a problem doing this. They just they think about things and there's this purity of thought. It's real pure thought. The thought isn't constantly barraging them with, well, maybe this or that or fear, shame, or guilt which just occupies itself. We get busy and occupy ourselves so we don't have to feel fear, shame, guilt, or sadness. Um, remember, if you go back to our gut podcast, we talk about things that are stuck in our gut. Uh, mad, sad, bad, or glad, and angry. Those are those five emotions, basic primal emotions. I feel mad, I feel sad, I feel bad, I feel glad, or I feel angry. Like I, We are so... Technology, devices, everything, it's cutting in on our awareness of just us being in our bodies. This is why we have such job security in this field right now. These people, as much as they might think they're well with all the tools and tricks they got going on, how connected to themselves are they? How connected to the soul of who they are are they? Because Jesus says, abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. To remain means just be there. Just be here with me. He doesn't say study me. He doesn't say memorize more scripture. Now, I'm not saying that's bad, but I think there might be a part, a big portion of us that are constantly working hard in our quiet time or working and not really learning to be still. Now, here's also, you know, if this is a fruit in your life. 
because you could have the, the most awesome quiet time. Like you can be rocking it, varsity league in your, in your study time. But how are you the rest of the day? Do you feel frenetic? Do you feel like, <sighs> okay, I got this, I got this schedule. What's your margins? How tight are you pushing everything? Are you checking your phone at every single stoplight? When you sit down to eat, is it a constant look at the phone? That The phone, I think I'm really going after here, is some technology media that is with us and even on us. Look, I got an Apple Watch here. I really enjoy my Apple Watch. I disconnected everything on it other than the time, a timer, and its ability to, um, it tell, I, I let it tell me to breathe. I like that. It just reminds me. That's it. I turned it all off. Guess what? We have the power to turn things off and go, no margin, nope, margin, margin, margin. And it will be violent acts to do and it'll make you very uncomfortable at first. But that's what I'm saying. Is it, is what is that quiet time, that time with the Lord, is it seeping into other places in your life in the day? Or do you feel like you just, you kind of get what you need, right? Put on all your shoulder pads and your gear and then boom, you run into the world and you're, pulled and pulled and pulled on and some of it is because you've opened the door I've opened the door I had so many doors open that needed to be shut so as I step back in this place of stillness silence is everything so I gave you I I, I gave you a challenge last week did anyone remember what it was can you remember what that challenge was okay Hopefully you remember it. I titled this podcast, this, the, the Resistance Secret to Weight Loss. And I'm, I promise you that because I'm going to get into it about our brains and this space. So I gave the challenge to you. Yeah, not checking your phone at stoplights. At stoplights. Like that was a simple thing. Could you not, when you notice you want to grab for it or you're grabbing it at the most inopportune times. Like probably when your kid's sitting right there, you're at their baseball game or whatever it is. Like why do we feel the, that need to fill we can't just sit and not have a thought. So I'm, I, I hope you did that. That's just like primary, like just let's just notice how are we doing here. This investment on silence and solitude, just quiet, is, is a, it's a return on investment. That's what I'd say. With your silence and solitude, it's the greatest return on investment you can get in a time such as this because... We have to fight for it now. This now becomes sacrifice. And God honors sacrifice. He honors mercy over judgment, most of all, mercy for ourselves. But sacrifice is still involved. A little bit of suffering, a little bit of, God, I'd really like to do that, but I'm going to hang that up because you always have something better for me. The silence place, it's golden. So I want to move you from the stoplight situation. Like I call those red light romance moments. Like when I'm at a red light, I just think to myself, instead of trying to send a quick text or check my phone or whatever, I just sit there. I go back to like 1975 when you just sat there at the car and the radio was on or whatever it was. And now I've even turned the radio off where I'm just sitting. Here's what it's doing. It actually is rewiring our brain. Now, I want you to connect this back to brain health and gut health. So everyone's all focused on gut health and the brain health. Yes, but we, we as people of God, have some deeper work to do. I, I love it. I think Shailene Johnson, if any of you follow her, she's really on this big thing about um, this. There's no perfect diet, healing your guts, but it starts with the brain. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Brain 
brain health, gut health, complete health. We'll lose the weight. We're going to lose the rock that's kind of embedded in us. Some people literally walk around with like, like stuck guts, like completely bowels and that have been backed up because of emotional chaos and stress that's been pressed down. And then we feed it with sugars and we feed it with alcohol. We feed it with pleasures. And all we're doing is growing that spiritual cancer, that emotional cancer inside of us. And then we wonder, why am I not well? Why, why do I feel sick? Why do I feel tired? It's more that back in like 1970, it was kind of more pure. Like, hey, just move your body a little bit, you know, dance around. Yay. But then we started using, that starts to backfire. Whenever you start to use something beyond a good measure, it backfires and it can actually cause us to overeat or overstress or um, the um, cortisol in our body can rise. Exercise can backfire. I just need to say that. Cortisol can get into backfire. That's why we have adrenal fatigue. So all of this is God going, we keep searching down all these roads like for solution. I'll do this diet now. I'll do this thing now. And we know we're lighting our own torches as it says in scripture. We keep lighting our torches. Instead, God's just in every path going, are you ready now? Do you want to talk? Do you want to hang out? You ready? I'm here. He'll never force us. But at some point, if we're willing to sit down, to be still, not to study, like not to really like, yes, I hear me when I say study, but it has to draw you to the heart of who God is. But a lot of us, we're in a in a culture that we don't know how to sit anymore and we're going to need to learn that. So if you're a Revelation Wellness instructor, I need you to listen up because this is a, I feel like we've been sailing on a boat, you know, and the wind fills the sail. Well, the wind just shifted and we're now going in this direction. It's a little different. It's a new journey. Still good what we've learned in the past. Still good, but we're going in a new way that we haven't been before because this will come against all that we know. (laughs) We know how to do it. We know how to make a schedule. We know how to check our list. We know how to work our Instagram. We know that and not saying anything's wrong with that. But how's the quality of life doing? How present are you to your family? How present are you to the ones you love? Because that's what life is really about. That's where we can be good ministers of the gospel. We can contain it and hold it and give it to others. Not have to keep going back and filling up and going back and filling up and going back all day long and filling up. I promise you, as we can be still and know. I've always said you have to first be still and know and then move in love. But be still and know is not sit down and study. I know I'm going to get some backlash for this and that's okay. I don't think you're hearing my heart. I'm not saying don't study. But if you're not having some be still time to just know and sit and be completely anxious with yourself, you're not being reintegrated to yourself. You must first become to the acknowledgement of the anxiety of yourself, of stillness, of having to sit in your skin. You have to confront that first before you begin begin to have real revelation understanding of the truest self of who you are. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is no transformation without self-acceptance first. And to self-accept means I have to just sit and know what's going on. I'm going to get to this today. We're actually going to give you some practicals. We're going to get a little deeper in it. Again, I'm just laying the foundation for when this book comes out. So that way you're not just flipping off from the 21-day detox or coming over here. Uh Uh-uh. No more. (laughs) We just need some time to sit 
and let God do what only God can do. Not me studying more or me doing this or that or another, writing anything down just to be still. So that's what I did for literally for six weeks. A lot of just sitting on my couch and the first minute or two minutes that I would do it, honestly, I was so exhausted in my life that it actually came pretty easy. (laughs) Which it's true because you will either willingly walk into this and avoid a breakdown, which literally I feel like I hit somewhat of an emotional breakdown. Some point, like I was so disillusioned. I mean, it was bad. One day I'll write about it. I'm not there yet. I'm still just with the Lord in it. But it was bad enough that I was so tired that that's what it took. That's what it took for God to get me to where if I'm really think for a minute, that's where he was always trying to get me to. Cease striving, Elisa. Just sit here. Sit with me. So I was so tired that two minutes felt like a vacation. But for some of you, if you are going to switch off from your life of whatever you're doing, a minute or two minutes is going to feel crazy hard. And I'll tell you, as I'm slowly entering back into life, because I am, I've got a little more conversation, work conversations, things that are happening, I can feel the energy start to prick away at me of like, I'm aware of it, like, oh, that that feels old, so I need to make more margin. And sitting in silence has still been really easy for me because that is my, that's my groundwork. That's where I stay. And I, I think it's what David, when David says, the one thing that I ask is, this is what I seek, that I would dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of your face. That's what he means, just to be with God and to know that God is with him. Not to go fight for God, not to go battle another battle or win another victory. He doesn't say that's the one thing I ask. He doesn't say, God, the one thing I ask is that I will always be victorious and that you will always slay my enemies. He doesn't ask. The one thing is I ask is I would dwell with you, that I would be with you. Don't take your spirit from me. And it's found in a quiet space. Okay, I want to give you a little bit of brain science. I've been reading um, a great book called Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Caroline Leaf. If you guys haven't read any other things, read it. But switch on your brain. I swear, everything too that I've been reading has been pointing to this message. Oh, and by the way, can I show you this? This is the cover of Time of a Time Magazine issue right now. Look at that. I was just at this store yesterday, checking it out, or checking out of the grocery store, and this was what I saw. Mindfulness, the science of health and happiness. Tune into your body. The power of slow eating. Five-minute meditation. It's just, it's saying they're even onto this, right? The secular world sees it like, hey, people that are forerunners, (laughs) we're turning this way. I think these tides are turning this way because we have been doing this frenetic energy for so long. This digifrenzy, we're just constantly accessing and being accessible, amen? So we're going, oh, let's let's go over here. I think we're losing something about who we are over there. But as I was reading Dr. Caroline Leaf um, in her book, Switch on Your Brain. So she talks about how the brain's wired, totally PhD. She studies the brain and she also loves the Lord. I would say what she is to brain science, I like to think I am to fitness and wellness. Like she loves it, but she goes, oh, this is God's territory. This is what God's been saying in scripture about our brains. This And this is what science is catching up to the Bible. The Bible always said this. Now science is catching up. And I would say the same thing. Fitness is saying this, but the Bible has always said it. That's why clean eating, that belongs to the Lord. Why all of a sudden we're now where? Like fruits and vegetables and this is how you eat clean and watch your soils and if the food or the animals are treated well. We're like, 
like this is always what God's been saying. So it's fun as it's getting caught up. But she says this, I'm going to read straight from her book. Um, it talks about the health of like the brain in order to detox your brain. Like we have to take back our brains, but there's a process to doing it. And the first thing first is directed rest, stillness. Like we have to stop to think what we are thinking because as a man thinks, so he is. As a woman thinks, so she is. If you think anxiously, you will be anxious. If you think, as you think, your mind is everything. That's why we got to get this thing cleaned up, cleaned up. That's why like Shailene Johnson, she's totally talking about she got a brain scan and Dr. Daniel Amen, who he's a great lover of God, um, helped her to go, oh, you got some things in your brain and that's how it was clogging into her gut. It's totally connected. So if we, that's why I'm kind of like, hey, before this book comes out, because this book will talk a lot about it, the wellness revelation, Let's let's get our minds ready. Let's get prepped for the the um the gut information, like the things that will go into the gut more. But this place of our brain, she's talking about, it starts with directed rest. You have to stop to think what you're thinking. So I'll read this. She says, "What research shows is that when we go into a directed rest, a focus, introspective state." We enhance and increase the effectiveness of the activity in the non-conscious. Research shows that there is a greater increase in gamma waves, which are involved in attention, memory building, and learning, and more activity linked to positive emotions like happiness when we move into the directed rest state. PET scans and EEG recordings show portions of the brain bulk up that produce happiness and peace. This it says nothing about reading scripture. Again, good. Read it. Yes, thank you. Please. But just to sit and to think and let a thought catch you or you get to catch a thought already just in the obedience of doing that creates an awareness in you for the things around you. God is not going to equip us as these soldiers that are just wielding crazy fires and shields and weapons around. Like he needs wise ones, smart ones, attuned ones, ones that hold agency. They go, I, I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of others. I'm aware. I'm not just out doing damage because people can do damage with the word of God. Amen. You've seen it. They can do damage. They, I believe they mean well. I really do. I believe they mean well, but if it hasn't, cleared the mind of our own unconscious then we will hurt other people with it if we haven't been confronted with it ourselves, <laughs> and let God confront our woundedness our pain our rejection our hurt then we will use it as a weapon to try and change the world around us which we know we can never count on that amen Okay, and then she goes on to say, okay, so there's these networks of the brain in directed rest. We fire up um, the brain's inner life with the default mode network. She calls it the default mode network. I would say yeah, it's basically everything connected to the resting state, the parasympathetic nervous system, the body's ability to, to de-stress. You all have this ability, amen? Go on vacation. 
stare at the sea, whatever you do, there are moments that come that you go, huh, or at the end of a, of a stretch or meditation or yoga class, you go, ah, oh, you have it. You're made for it. You're wired for it. It's just buried. We got to dig it up. It's a treasure. You got to go back and find it and get it. And that's the default mode network that she kind of goes, just your brain, all this network, there's a, like a, like channel eight of my brain. Anyone? Public broadcasting network, like you have a public broadcasting, it's pretty boring. Like you watch it, you go, oh my gosh, they're talking about whatever, you know, frontline, or it, it's like, it makes me think, and I also want to go to sleep. You know what I mean? I'm talking here. Some network that you go, that one I'm thinking, but it makes me want to rest. Yes, that's the default mode network, not CNN, Fox News Network, um, where you got to constantly be producing because there is that part of your brain that does that. It's created in God's image to do that. But this part of our brain that's created in God's image is created for rest. And we come as people of rest. From rest, we work. So she says these networks from the brain's inner life with the default mode network right, the resting place, dominating and becoming, hold on, especially active when the mind is introspective and thinking deeply in direct rest or idling state, much like the conductor of an orchestra giving time signals and coordinating activity among the different brain networks and regions and getting the brain ready to react on a conscious level. So what she's saying, when you go into this directed rest place, like you tell your brain, brain, we're not going to read, we're not going to listen to music. We're going to sit here and enter into a non-conscious thought. And that's where all these weird things kind of come up. And that's what we're afraid of. One, we think it's a waste of time. Or two, we go, I don't want to feel that. So we keep going. Instead of going, I'm going to do this. Then that mode network, that part of our brain, it's like that's the orchestra. It's like the conductor of an orchestra. It begins to create. It begins to put the piece of music together again. It's where the brain was created to found, to work from. This default mode network works first if that's a that's the primary place. This is why God says seek first me. Which really if you seek first him, it's just him to be with him. Then from there you can study and unlock and pull apart and exercise or do the thing but being still and knowing resting in his presence just resting with him and kind of letting things come up becomes the orchestra the the conductor to kind of go oh that's a thought okay that belongs over here oh that thought yep yesterday it felt like a monster but no what that really is just it's pretty small it allows you to distance yourself from the frenetic energy that is your doing side of your brain especially if it's unrenewed if it's not you know focused on the things that god's interested in we wander away and it becomes stressful and anxious our anxiety is a good indicator to say come on back come back to the beginning um hold on i want one more thing that i'm going to read for you from page 239 hold on talk amongst yourself Uh oh i might need my my reading glasses. Hold on. So she basically calls, this is why the book, the title of her book is called Switching Off Your Brain to Switch On Your Brain. When you switch your brain off, when you tell it, you're going to sit here, you're not going to read, you're not going to do it, you're just going to, you're just going to be my brain and we're going to have a talk and you're probably going to talk to my emotions and that's cool. Let's, let's make, let's be friends. Let's all connect to ourselves. 
When we do that, we switch our brain off. We're actually, it's then we switch our real, we switch our brain on. So listen to this. She says, what I find fascinating is that when, sh- when we shift into the default mode network, the directed rested place, we don't switch off to rest. Quite contrary. We switch off to switch on to a mode of thinking that gives us perspective and wisdom and the opportunity to connect with God. This is a state of mind in which we switch off to the external, the world, the thoughts, the cares. This is why God, Paul says, do not worry. Don't, don't spend so much time. Jesus says it too. Don't worry about all those things. Switch off from those in rest and directed non-conscious, just kind of going, I'm here. Not unconscious, non-conscious. Unconscious is lights out. Non-conscious is I'm not making, I'm not making my mind do something. I'm just sitting here with my thoughts. I'm sitting here with my emotions. In that state of mind, which we switch off to the external and switch on to the internal. All right. And then she actually finishes it that in this directed rest state, you appear to slow down, but actually uh, your mental resources speed up your thinking to move you to a higher level. Here's what I'm saying. When we power down, when we pull down and say, God, I can't do anything. I can't change this situation. I can, whatever. I'm just here being me and I'm going to be your child. When we power down, we actually then open ourselves up for the holiest of work, for the creative thought, for a new idea. Inspiration can come from there. Godly inspiration comes from there. Like we can then begin to be open to kingdom thoughts. Do you see what we're doing? Like I just have to say, we honestly, if we're honest, a lot of us run around as kingdom messengers, but we haven't even really received a pure, pure thought because we're so caught up in our own. We're so busy trying to use the word of God as a band-aid over our life instead of the salve that needs to go in and go deep. Power down to power up. You want to get creative? If you feel like, God, I really have this idea in me. I know there's something to be birthed in me. Then learn to pull back. Don't just run out and figure it out. Pull back. Sit with God. Be with him. Yes, read the word. But I think what I'm trying to say in all this is that we've got to get some distance to have some some space, some silence, solitude. That's why Jesus was silent, solitude. He'd seek the Father in the secret place. He didn't do it as a task or a duty. He did it because there was something that was going to be found in silence and solitude that he could not get from a crowd of people, that he couldn't get from his Instagram likes. <laughs> You're never going to get it there. Now, on another, another thing, science is showing the mind when we rest, when we, when we have ability to be bored or be still, be quiet, meditate. We, again, you can see how that is so countercultural to the world we're living in. You first got to go, there's something there because everything in the world is telling me to work harder, get more done, I have all these resources to do it. So remember, the kingdom often goes, the, it always goes the opposite. It's always swimming upstream. So when we can get quiet, what our brain does, when we can get still enough to be still and have a thought and be bored or whatever we're afraid of in stillness, we have to enter that. Then from there, our amygdala in our brain, it's like this walnut, little almond shape in the middle of our brain. The amygdala is the known as what's like the smoke detector of our brain. 
it um when things go wrong it's the first to tell you danger 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 it's the first to uh, fire off then from the amygdala you will react now most of us live if you have had especially if you had trauma in your life and trauma is anything anytime life didn't go the way you should i can say that word and i know all of you have something in your life where you're like that sucked that I would not have chosen it to be that way. And often you might even get mad at God that it went that way. You could start to justify, this is why you need to do this. And right in the smoke detector place, all the ruins, all the things that have gone wrong, our amygdala has just been firing constantly. And if it starts young as a child, you now have a chronically fired up amygdala, kind of like the inflammation in our belly. If you continue it's, and you feed it more sugar, it's just inflamed. It, does, it needs a rest. Well, the amygdala needs a rest <laughs> because it's constantly telling you, they just said that, they just hurt your feelings. It's telling you, danger, cover yourself, say something, stick up for yourself. Like the amygdala talking to the brain on our on our unrenewed mind is just constantly firing off defense run away be afraid get small so when an amygdala is overfired like that it has no chance to actually talk to the prefrontal medial cortex now that's the part of our brain and all this is from a book called the body keeps the score uh, you can look that one up too um the prefrontal medial cortex, it's up here in our brain, it's actually the part of your brain that has, has the ability to have perspective. I, when I heard the Lord say it, and, and in the book it said, it's kind of like a high tower. And I instantly thought, oh my gosh, that's so me. I have the amygdala of my emotions or whatever. I haven't sat to feel or grieve or be with. Um, it's never allowed me to access to get up to the high tower. It's not my default to get up to the high tower. My default is the amygdala. My default is defense, work harder, buckle down, whatever you got to do. But what I need is to get up to the high tower, to prefrontal medial cortex. Is at the high tower, I can look and go, oh, I have the, I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> I can see people who are hurt, hurting people. I can see they too need mercy. I can see them for who they are, good people I love. And we're often hardest on the people we love the most, which is the amygdala saying, work hard, like don't give them a chance instead of getting up. So here's what I'm saying. When we have silence, when we just come and sit with ourselves, we're, we're basically taking a broom to the you ever had a fire detector a smoke detector go off and what do you finally do you're like oh my gosh shut it and you just yank it down or you pull the batteries out of it right you're like i don't care just pull the batteries it def it's it's malfunctioning that's what stillness does so it's annoying at first because you, you you gotta you're gonna hear and feel the smoke detector smoke detector and you gotta pull the batteries out you pull the batteries out and you sit with the fact I got no smoke detector right now. Then you can access the prefrontal medial cortex, which gives you perspective. It gives you 2 Timothy 1, 7, a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. That's what you were made for. Caroline Leaf in her book says, our brains, science will actually say it now. Science is confirming what we already know in the Bible. If they're really honest, what they often do is they find a finding and they're like, ugh. So then they keep going with another one because like that's not good enough for them. They'll find that our brains are fired and wired to work best 
with the th- are wired for love and optimistic thinking. They work best. They work best when they're wired for love, to think about love, to be connected to love, to know it's loved. If it knows it's loved, then it has an optimistic thought and that's just natural. That's how the brain was meant to work. Love and optimistic living. That's so who God is. As you'd say, yes, have a cud thought and believe, believe it's gonna work out. Don't let your mind go anywhere else. We actually can cause our own brain damage as we start to move into those directions. We can think ourselves into brain damage because we're just living according to the amygdala. Up, oh, smoke detector, smoke, put it out, get, hurry, hurry, instead of knock the batteries out, have silence, right, quiet, and access the prefrontal medial cortex. I know this is like probably needs to be a four-part series. I'm talking a lot. Um, okay, I want to move on to the practicals and then I'll, I'll let you guys go. I don't want you to be here forever because honestly, this is part of uh, one of the things where I'm like, we, we, we just got to get off of social media. We got to get up, stop. I, I hope, I hope to be a resource for you in the days ahead that you go, this is rich. I know if I spend my time listening to uh, what's going on in Revelation Wellness or Elisa, it's going to be an investment and she's going to kick my butt. <laughs> and it's going to be an investment in the wellness of who I'm really created to be. So that, But you're also going to need to find margins. If you keep filling all your social media time or whatever with other you I, places that don't fill you, please shut them down. Just stop. Let's use this tool really well. There is nothing wrong with technology. This is a blessing, but how you use it has got to be looked at. Um, and do you use it to escape? What I'm telling you is probably exactly what God could tell you on your own sit and be still, but I just want to spur you on. And I hope few people need to listen to this podcast again because you're doing it. And then you're teaching other people how to do it. And then this podcast is unnecessary. That's That would be awesome. We should. I would hope to work myself out of a job. That'd be fantastic. Then we can just enjoy life and enter hard things and know God's going to do good work. All right, so there's a book, <laughs> reading a lot of books, another book by um, Ruth Haley Barton. Hey, on Monday, oh, mark your calendars for this, episode number 200 of the podcast, um, Oh man, I wonder what I'm going to, I was going to make this a podcast, but that would make this episode 200 because we've already recorded it. It's going to release on Monday. Listen to it. It's me and my friend Francie Winslow and we're talking more about this, but we kind of move to the next level. I want to talk about this today and then on Monday we move it to the the part of our brain that's meant to create and how how we're holding that. Um. Anyways. I just realized I might have to make this podcast number 199.5. <laughs> All right. So there's a book by Ruth Bailey um, Barton called uh, Silence and Solitude. So if you feel like I don't know how to do that, get this book. Hear me? Get get this book. I read, I read it and I'm like, oh my God. It's super wonderful. She opens with 1 Kings 19, which if I have to hear that verse anymore, like God has been telling me 1 Kings 19 for 10 years. I'm not kidding, for 10 years. <laughs> and I opened that book and she breaks down First Kings 19. I'm like, oh my gosh, I surrender God. Like, okay, I get it. Like, I feel like I have found the fullness of who I am and I just want to share this, this access to the fullness of who I am and I want everyone to have the same access um, because I'm all about the movement. Yes, I'm all about the movement. I'm all about the drums. I'm all about the activity. Yes, amen. I don't lose any of that to get more of this, okay? 
So to get that book and she, the, the, she begins already giving you some ways to practice silence and solitude. It's super, super easy. But so here's some tips for you to leave with. Get out a pen and paper and then I'm going to end this podcast because I don't want to be here too long. Um, the first thing that you can begin to do to practice. So you already are doing the red light thing. If you haven't done that, stay there for a while. If you still cannot stop at a red light and be at a red light without checking your phone and just being there, just be there for a while. Like just stay there. But if you are going, okay, I think I feel the call for more, then here we go. You um, want to find a space. So have a set space. For me, it's right there. I would turn my camera, but it might fall. Right there, that couch, me and God. We kick it on the couch. Um, every morning before my kids get up, because I like beating them <laughs> to the crazy. It's just, I'm an early riser anyway, so that means I go to bed early as well. So work that out. If you do it at night, you can. There's no rules here, but you got to find your space. And that's the next thing is set your time, like when you're going to do it. And then finally, you are good to set a timer. Set a timer for five minutes. You know that begins to make you go, oh, well, Lisa, that's against everything because I'm doing so. You you need to be aware, like that's going to feel like an eternity. So that way you don't have to be thinking how much longer, how much longer. Just sit. The, the, the timer will go off when it's five minutes. <laughs> um, if that makes you anxious, then don't set a timer. I'm just trying. You got to know. If not knowing how much longer makes you anxious, set a timer. If setting a timer makes you anxious, don't set a timer. I'm just saying, like, but for some people, they want to know how long, like, they don't want to have to be sitting there going, how much longer, how much longer, how much longer, okay? So try it. And then, so you're going to set a timer, and then all you begin to do is take deep breath. Just begin to breathe. Inhale big and exhale. It's quiet. Find the quiet. No music, nothing. Find quiet. It's almost like kind of deafening because there's so much noise going on now in our life. So just quiet. Breathe in. Breathe. And so just your breath is kind of there as, as a little bit like the sound of waves in the ocean. And you just let that let that be there. Now beyond that, another good thing to do to help you because you you're just noticing what thoughts you have. But uh, to have a saying, for me, I have a saying. You ready? Here's my saying. Today, I begin again. That's all I say. Today, I begin again. Like, here I am. Today, I begin again. Because I, I just know I need a fresh start. I need more to learn. I, today, I begin again. You could say anything. God, here I am. Speak. Or whatever it is. Not even speak. God, here I am. That's it. I would say... The best, they do say six to eight syllables of something is a good thing to have. Now, the reason you have it is, is as your mind starts to drift into, oh my gosh, the dishes are piling up in the sink. Oh, I forgot to make the kids lunch. Like you can pull yourself back today and begin again. And you just hear me when I say five minutes, you're going to feel like I got nothing out of it. Here's what you did. You rewired your brain. I promise you that. For me, I have known my reaction to life is so different. My relationship with my kids is so different. My amygdala has been shut down. Like it's now the Holy Spirit guards it and goes, okay, we can have a little smoke. Yeah, that's a little smoke. All right, let's talk to the prefrontal medial cortex. Let's go to the high tower. We'll figure this out. It's not 
immediate. It's not overwhelmed. My emotions don't overwhelm me anymore because I've sat with my emotions. I allow the sadness to come up or I kind of in the silence, in the solitude, I can think to, I can ask my heart, how are you doing? If I begin to wander down the weird way, today I begin again, come back to the beginning. I just sit there, conversation with my heart. There's nothing I'm trying to get out of it. I'm not trying to gold medal in verses. I'm not trying to gold medal in, oh God, how I love you. Like I'm not, I'm just sitting there, just being there. And I do really love God. And I tell him that often once I'm like after the quiet time, after then there's this, oh, I'm so grateful. You're so good, God. So focus breath, six to eight syllable statement can help. Then just let the river flow. I always say, let the river flow. Let the thought come. Let the whatever it is. I often tend to see, I want to live life in the river. But sometimes when I'm sitting with the Lord, it's like I just see him and I sitting on the banks of the river and watching my thoughts go by, watching him and talking about him like, oh, look at that. There's that thing. Oh, and if I need to pick something up or if he wants to go, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. It's just giving me perspective, distance away from being flowing all the time in the in the energy of doing or being. Remember, there is value to that. Faith without works is dead. But if we're always working, we got to get back to the first place of faith. Um... If something pops up that you go, oh, I forgot to do that, or it feels, because this has happened to me where I'm like, ooh, I forgot that. I don't want to forget that. Then I give myself permission to write it down real quick. And so there it is. All right, done, back. But notice if if you start to get a lot of those, because at some point, is it really that important? Is Can it wait? If it's one that I know I keep forgetting, I feel like it's God's gift to me to say, hey, there's that thought. Remember that. Okay, thank you. Write it down and go back. But if I'm constantly like, oh, there's that and there's that and there's that. And then I notice that's just monkeys in my brain. Those are just the monkeys and I need to put them in the cage. Back to the river. <laughs> okay. All right. When our brains enter the rest circuit, we don't actually rest. We move into a highly intelligent, self-reflective, directed state. And the more often we go there, the more we get in touch with the deep spiritual part of who we are. That's Caroline Leaf. This is about getting you to the most fruitful place of your life. Not by doing more. Not even, not, this is not found. It's just in this rest place. It's super over forgotten. And then finally, your feelings are teachers, guys. So whenever you have a feeling, a lot of you, a lot of us are afraid to sit with our feelings because they feel like they'll overwhelm us. Just sit with them. Just be with them. They're there to teach you something. You're sitting with God. He's with you. You can just talk. You're going to have to repent of needing to remember it or like journal. Like you can then journal. After it, I often will come out and I'll journal. So after my quiet time, which is... Honestly, now just sitting in silence is about 10 to 20 minutes. So just silence, just sitting. And it's my favorite. I love it. I still battle that I should be, that this isn't very productive. Of course I do. I still, 20 minutes, like feels like a waste, but I know that it's where, it's where I'm supposed to be. And then when I go to the word, it lights up like a freaking Christmas tree. Like it's like, oh my gosh, that's for me. That is as if God is directly speaking through his word now because my heart 
has settled to receive it. I didn't use the word as a way to try and get my heart settled. I settled my heart. Then I could receive the word. Then I can journal and I can begin to move into that creative space like Caroline Leaf talks about. Now I'm ready to create. Now this is just like, I'm not robbing from God to try and get something from him. I gave myself to him. He gave himself to me. And it's a a river that begins to flow. All right. That's a lot. That's a big day. I, 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 I gotta go. You guys have been here too long. Let me pray for you. <laughs> so do it. You're going to do it. I'll be back. Listen to Monday's podcast. It's going to build on this. Um, and there's going to be more of this. Go get the book. Go get it. Get it. So on August 8th, you're ready to go with us because we're going to switch into this. We're going to switch on our brain. We're going to switch off <laughs> right now. It's summer anyways. Switch off. And then we can switch on and there's more switching off in here too trust me trust me it's just this is this is this is the time this is the thickness of this right now so god thank you so much for um the ability of our brains to stretch and grow and to release lord i thank you for what you're doing in our brain health that is connected to our gut health that's connected to health god This is the message you have been sending for a long time in such a chaotic world, Lord. I pray you give us um, the the wherewithal to go a new way, God. I pray, Lord, that those that will step into this this, uh, training of silence uh, in solitude, Lord, that there would be a great harvest that comes just in sitting in it, that they would feel their sympathetic nervous system begin to raise and their their stress to fall lord i pray that you would um, give them the courage to encounter the the emotions and the feelings things in their bodies that have been long stored up places in their mind that have been long devastated god that you connect them back lord um we thank you that this is just your revelation i wasn't even looking for this god but you came and brought it And so, God, thank you for doing it in me. I pray for this continued anointing over those that are hearing this, that they too now have all that they need to sit and be still, cease striving, and to know you just like Adam knew Eve, God, in the most intimate, personal ways. You're good, and we give you permission to heal our minds. Everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. Bye. Love you a million times over. You won't see me for a little.